What Does Happy Look Like podcast. My name is Mary Desfay. I'm your co-host, and today we have a fantastic guest joining us. I'm going to hand it over to my lovely co-host, Sally Leslie, to tell us a little bit about Bobby Umar. Thanks, Mary. Hi, everybody. It's Sally Leslie here. I'm the co-host of the What Does Happy Look Like podcast. We're both extremely excited today to have Bobby Umar with us. Bobby Umar is an inspirational speaker, coach, and one of the most prolific advocates of heart-based leadership in North America. Inc. Magazine named him one of the top 100 leadership speakers alongside such noteworthy giants as Richard Branson and John Maxwell. Bobby is a five-time TEDx speaker and one of the top social media influencers in the world with over half a million followers. He's been named the second best business coach to follow on Twitter and the fourth best leadership influencer, according to Cred. He's also an author of three international books, including a number one bestseller. As a frequent Huffington Post contributor, he's also the host of a weekly tweet chat called The Power of Connection. And The Power of Connection has already reached over 65 million impressions weekly. To date, his social media influence has garnered over 1 billion impressions. So, as you can hear, Bobby is pretty impressive. So, it was interesting in our conversation with him to learn a bit about how he's faced challenges in his career. I mean, I started my, um, my career, uh, and actually, that's around the same time when the um, the uh, an economic recession and I just mm. had my first child and so yeah there was a lot of doubt yeah. and there was a lot of issues there throughout and then yeah. um you know so it does happen uh, often where you think okay you know it's not always consistent like so a perfect example really as a speaker is that the speaking world most of the work happens from September so September to November not much in December then in January to May and then the summer is pretty dead. And so you see your cash flow go up and down. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I remember one year I, I, I was looking at my cash flow and I was like, in July, and, and I remember, I, <laughs> excuse me, in July, I remember seeing, you know, I had a, I actually had a really good July. I had this big thing that I was doing for this uh, summer program. And I, I think I'd made like, wow, I made $15,000. That's great. And then in August, I was like, whoa, I made $300 in all of August. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so you know you, you you have those moments where you're like oh but you know what you what but what you learn the ebb flow of how things work then mm-hmm. you, you get used to it, it's not so bad but i think that was a big challenge and then of mm-hmm. course covid has been a huge challenge because uh-huh. that's where things uh this is what i would say where my biggest doubt has come because i've had to pivot because the entire because you know my my work was all in speaking and events and so that mm-hmm. entire industry was devastated I've had to figure out what I, what I want to do to try to navigate that. And so most of my efforts have been through focusing on online programs and virtual training and uh, online coaching. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good insight. It lends to this next question. You know, you've mentioned that you're an advocate for heart-based leadership. Can you yeah. just, you know, let us know a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of heart-based leadership is when you do a personal brand deep dive, you focus on what are your top values. And so, you know, my number one value is love. And mm-hmm. to me, heart-based leadership is around using certain elements of love, like kindness, empathy, 
forgiveness, compassion, uh, and things like that. And so for me, I'm a huge advocate for having those values as a big part of what drives you as a leader. Because, you know, leadership certainly can be defined as um, influence, but it's also about, you know, making the world and making yourself a, b- a better person and make the world a better place. And so I think the best way to do that is through values of heart and love. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't lose with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you mentioned at the beginning of the show about your social media influence and I believe you've hit 1 billion impressions and counting so far. And you said you have, was it half a million um, people followers uh, at the moment? What is, would be your best advice for anybody who's starting out on social media right now? Well, uh, you know, it's funny because I feel like I'm a broken record, but I keep saying the same thing over <laughs> again. If you dive into your personal brand and you understand your values, your skills, your interests, how you're perceived, and you can create more focus, alignment, and purpose with everything you're doing, whether it's you're trying to get a job, trying to build your business, you're trying to do social media and digital marketing strategies. So yeah. I think the first thing is to know what your brand is and what your, what, what your strengths are, what you offer the world, how people value you, and then coming up with the target of that audience. And then the second thing with uh, social media is to, you know, just start. Just start, because yeah. everyone, everyone started at zero, right? Like, you know, people say, mm-hmm. oh, Bob, you have 479,000 <laughs> followers on Twitter. Yes, but one time I was at zero. Yeah, and <laughs> I, started do- I just started doing it and I was learning as I went along. And by learning with influencers and advisors and coaches, I was able to figure out what are the strategies that are, that are best going to work for me. And then oh. I built that up. And so, you know, as long as you just start and then you create consistent value and leverage the strategies that people are using to, you know, build a strong uh, social media reach, uh, you'll get there. Okay. Brilliant. I think that would really help our listeners because, as you know, social media is huge at the moment and I think it's going to keep continuing. So thanks for that, for explaining a little bit more. I'm sure it's really helpful. No problem. So it's interesting that you bring up this importance of personal brand because, you know, as a recruiter, that's something that I, you know, I pick up on with candidates, job seekers, but also in coaching other people, too, with their job search. That's so important just the power of that um i will say though bobby that when you say personal brand to some people you know they you get a bit of like blank stares like okay wait what do you mean you know so or they've never really thought about themselves as a brand they can think of companies they can think of famous people but i think how you know it can so really it, it can be such a topic that is just like mind-blowing for the average person what are some things that they can do to really hone in on what that is for them well that's a great that's a great point and yeah part of my role or my job as a personal branding advocate is to educate people on what it is and why it's important and what i can tell you is that when i first started talking about it uh, about 12 15 12 13 years ago everyone thought well i'm not a bar of soap you know i'm not, I'm not a product <laughs> And, you know, and so, you know, I I would change the words. I said, well, you know, do you have a reputation? Does your integrity matter to you? These are how people perceive you. That's really what it is. And Mm -hmm. your personal brand exists even without you even doing anything about it. It just is how people perceive you and and what your reputation is exists even without you working on your brand. So one of the things Mm -hmm. I tell people when I coach them is that you have to first own, understand and own what that is. And what I can also Mm -hmm. tell you is that it's changed over the years, you know, like back Back in the day, everyone didn't know what it was. And then probably five years ago, people understood 
you know, what it was, but they didn't know why, how important it really was. And now I think the majority of people are like, how do I do it? So now there's mm-hmm. still 10, 20% are like, I don't know, what, what is it? I don't get it. And then there's another 34% think, well, why is it so important? And now, but now most people are, 50% are on board. Say, okay, now how do I do it? Like, what do I do? And so, you know, we're now at that point where we're trying to help people get to that point where they understand the importance and now they want to know what are the next steps to try to develop it. Does that answer your question though? I want to make sure. It does. No, it does. I mean, I'm, I think I'm just processing that because it is such a powerful thing when you know what it is about you and what your brand, what the essence is. So it's. I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, you'll know because they have a clearly defined uh, resume. They have a great summary in their, on their LinkedIn profile. They, when they communicate, mm-hmm. it's very focused and targeted. Because a brand, you know, a brand a branding exercise gives you more focus and clarity and direction and purpose with everything, communications, content, uh, and profiles. So Absolutely. that's what you'll see that when people do that. So Bobby, um, obviously with your work, um, you're inspiring lots of people. But what about yourself? What actually drives you and inspires you at the moment? Well, I think the biggest thing that inspires me is the work I've done towards having a a why statement, and so. Uh, you know, when I first started personal branding, that was the one thing. But then the why statement that Simon Sinek came up with, uh, I, I find my why statement really fires me up. So my why yeah. statement is there are lost, stuck, or unfulfilled leaders everywhere. Yeah. That's it. That's the statement. What that means mm-hmm. is everywhere I go, I meet people who feel lost in their career, stuck in their job, or unfulfilled in their relationships or endeavors. And so uh, these are the people that speak to me. These are the people that fire me up. These are the people that I get up every day for to help. And it relates to everything I do, not just my business as a speaker, as a coach, but also also as a friend, as a son to my parents, as a father to my children. Everybody feels lost or stuck or unfulfilled in some way. And so my job, my purpose is to, you know, help them in whatever way I can, whether it's personal or professional. So I find that really fires me up. And then the other thing that fires me up is really uh, the people that I work with. I mean, particularly when I get testimonials of people who say, thank you so much for your motivation. Thanks so much for encouraging me. Thanks so much for, you know, what you've done for yeah. me. Uh, okay. And that, that type of stuff. Like I keep a folder in my email. Whenever I get like one of those like, emails, oh, I yeah. create, create a folder in the email called motivators. So if I'm ever having, ever having a bad day, I go in there and I read them because it makes it feel good. Oh, this is great. Okay. I, I, my work <laughs> is working. So the, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good motivator. So I, I love doing that. And, and so I think the people for me is also the, and the impact that it has when I see it, that, that stuff I find really motivating, very fulfilling. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I'm going to start my folder from tomorrow. <laughs> nice. So with that, so if you could share some of that wisdom with people to, you know, get unstuck and take action, what one piece of advice would you give them to get started? Uh, one piece, eh? That's a good question. Um, well, I think probably the the one piece is to really dive into the emotions of how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way, right? So mm. the emotions, diving into your emotions is a very hard thing. So you may want to get a coach or a therapist or, or, or you know, some sort of program, but when you really dive into your emotions, you'll, you'll start to understand why you're feeling a certain way and what, you know, and do you want to feel that way for a long period of time? Because most people are willing to move or act if they actually really think about the emotions behind things. Mm-hmm. And there's two types of emotions you look at. There's the pain points, right? What's causing mm-hmm. you pain right now? And why are you feeling that pain, right? So for example, if you're feeling lost, 
how does that make you feel? Well, I feel like I have no direction. How does it make you feel? It feels like I'm not as good as it could be. I feel like I'm not, you know, finding my, 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 my legacy. I'm feeling like I'm, you know, whatever they might feel, but that people have pain mm-hmm. points. And the other emotion to look at is your bliss points. You know, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel yeah. free? Do you want to feel flexible? Do you want to feel fulfilled? Do you want to feel happy, joy, um, you know, purposeful? These are all things that, you know, you'd want to feel. So if you dive into the feelings of things, uh, that's where you can really start to understand um, the, what are the feelings, you, what are the bad feelings you want to get away from and what are the good feelings you want to move towards. And if you do that, mm. that's when you can start actually making, starting to, you, you'll start, you'll want to start doing something about it. We love asking this question, actually. It's the last question we ask everybody and basically all about the whole podcast, really. So what does happy look like to you? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. And for me, happiness, uh, it's, it, it's a good question. Well, I mean, I look at happiness as fulfillment. So mm-hmm. when I'm fulfilled, I'm happy. And I use the word fulfillment, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sh- share a little bit with you because, you know, I believe that a lot of people, I know, they talk about happiness. I think happiness is, very, is great. And it's one of the aspects that fulfillment gives me. But fulfillment, it, to me, is the goal. And happiness is one of the best offshoots of finding fulfillment. And I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, being a dad, being a daddy, right? So my daughter, uh, Raya, was born. She's my second child. And I remember one time I was... Um, you know, rocking her to sleep, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm, I'm seeing songs." It was like three o'clock in the morning, and my back was hurting, and I put her down, and she wouldn't go back. She wouldn't. She kept crying, so I kept saying, "Okay, okay, see." And I was standing up there, you know, uh, dancing with her, singing with her for 45 minutes, and my back was hurting. I was tired. It was the middle of the night, right? But yeah. it was, I was on purpose. And I knew why I was there and I was her daddy and it was very fulfilling. And even mm-hmm. in that moment of all that pain, there was fulfillment and there was happiness too, because I was doing exactly what I dreamed of doing, which is being a dad. <laughs> and fulfillment is an important piece because fulfillment means it's on purpose. It aligns with you. It's meaningful, but there's also pain. I mean, I have a lot of pain to raising my kids. I, 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 I <laughs> kid you not. Okay. But it's still fulfilling. I have fulfillment yeah. as an entrepreneur. It is hard, but there are also great things that happen from it too. So the goal is fulfillment and happiness and joy. Those are the products outside of it. And so for me, that's kind of how I look at happiness. And, and, I, and I look at, you know, I look at that by, by looking at fulfillment and happiness in four areas of my life. The work, the work that I do, whether it's uh, career or volunteer work, the people in my life, so family, friends, colleagues, you name it, followers, um, the, uh, the passion pursuits I have. So whether I'm into movies, musicals, board games, uh, whatnot, stamp collecting, yoga, and then finally my spiritual journey. So that could be a mental health. Mm-hmm. It could be religious. It could be spiritual, but those are the four ways in which we find fulfillment, happiness, and joy. And so I'm, my message to the world is that, you know, you should try to work on all four of them because most of the time we create a narrative where you create a narrative where you're ignoring one of them. You're like, oh, I love my wife and kids, but I hate my job. Or I love my job uh, and yeah. I don't like my mm-hmm. life at home. Or mm-hmm. hate, my, hate my job, hate my wife and kids, but thank goodness for hot yoga. 
what you should do <laughs> is try to find fulfillment in all four areas of your life. And when you do that, that's when you can have more happiness and joy and purpose and meaning. And that's when it's really amazing. That's great. What a comprehensive answer. And yeah, I really like Sorry that. Sorry it was so long. <laughs> no, it's no, great. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It's just all so amazing how everybody has such a different answer to that question, you know? So yeah, that was really, really great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Bobby. Um, what just leaves us to ask you is, um, how can people get hold of you? Uh, what social platforms are you on? What's the best way to contact you? Sure. So, I mean, uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook under Rayhan Bobby. My websites are uh, rayallen.com for my speaking and coaching and then dypb.ca for the personal branding. You know, thank you so much, Bobby, for sharing your time with us this weekend and learning about what happiness looks like to you. Um, it was a lot of fun. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us. And you can always subscribe to our podcast to not miss out any on any of the outstanding guests that we have on this show. And we will have our next episode. It's a year-end holiday episode um, towards the latter part of December. Check it out. Thank you. Thanks, thank everybody. You.